What's up, everyone? Avery Smith here, creator of Data Career Jumpstart and Snow Data Science. And welcome back to the Data Career Podcast, the podcast that gives you, the data enthusiast, the tools you need to build an amazing data career. Now, whether that's breaking into data science, landing a senior data position, or building a new data team or product, this podcast is here to help. Episode 18, Ask Avery Show from June 15th, 2021. In this Ask Avery show, we talk about a lot of things relating to data careers. Uh, We first start by talking about Data Career Jumpstart, which is my new full inclusive data science bootcamp that'll be coming out later this summer. We talk about the price point of that. Uh, We talk about where you can sign up for updates. You can go to datacareerjumpstart.com and put your email so you can get on the waiting list for that course. It's going to be an amazing program. I'm very excited about it. Uh, We also talk about uh, automation versus data science. What's the difference? How are they related? How to prepare for data interviews, how to get started on a data science project, and how to take projects and put them into an online portfolio. And lastly, I go on a small-ish rant about unpaid internships. So I hope you find this episode enjoyable. If you ever have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, appreciate you guys listening and after a short message from our sponsor, we'll hop straight into the Ask Avery show. Thanks guys. Bye. What is up everyone? How's it going? We are live. It is Tuesday, June 15th, and this is the Ask Avery show where you guys can ask me literally any question you want. Ask me anything you want about data careers, data science, data science office hours, resume building, personal branding, LinkedIn, whatever you want to ask. It is fair game. And I'm excited. I didn't really schedule this. So this is kind of impromptu. If you're watching on YouTube, you're watching on Twitch, if you're watching on LinkedIn, hello, say hello and say where you're from in the comments or I guess where you're watching from. Um, I want to say hello to each and every one of you as you guys join the show. Um, If you guys have any questions for me, go ahead and drop them in the comments below, and I'll go ahead and take them as we go. Today's uh, series or today's show might be a little short, so if you have a question, ask it now. Ask now. Ask me anything. There's no stupid questions. Everything's fair game. I want to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, but let's do it with urgency. Let's ask now. Let's ask early. And let's let's get going. So first, we have a LinkedIn user. Hi, Avery. Thanks for holding the session. I'm sorry. I can't see who you are because of your LinkedIn uh, security settings, probably. But that's okay. How are you doing, LinkedIn user? Hope you're doing well. Um, do you have a question? Let me know if you do. I do want to answer. I did get a question here from the... Uh, from the Ask Avery mailbag, the written mailbag, where you can write me a question and I'll answer it on the show. This question came in yesterday from Alex, A-L-E-K-S, Alex. And they said, hello there. I just wanted to ask, what is the price for your course? So if you haven't heard about this yet, I'm really excited about it. I'm releasing a new course. I don't even know if course is the right word. Um, I like to call it a boot camp. Um, I know there's a lot of negative stereotypes with boot camps, but I just feel like course isn't comprehensive enough. And this is so broad. This is so wide. This is so in depth that I'm calling it a boot camp. Um, so my boot camp is called Data Career Jumpstart, and that's exactly what it is. 
is it is a jump start to your data career, no matter where you're at. So if you want to jump up positions, if you're just starting from scratch, if you're changing, you know, from engineering or business, if you want to get more into analytics and data, this course is for you. Definitely. Um, so it's going to basically rep replace a data science bootcamp. Oh, I think my camera just died. Hold on. I, oh, yep. My camera just died. Um, so hold on. Let me switch my camera here. Camera switching. Um, okay. There we go. I'm back at it, guys. Here I am again. Um, so anyways, to keep answering Alex's question, this is going to replace a data science master's, a data science boot camp. Um, those are typically on the range of ten dollars to $20,000, somewhere in there. My course is going to be uh, about five times cheaper than that. So I'm still I'm still playing with the with the price point, um, but it's not going to be any more expensive than three thousand dollars. So think three thousand dollars or below. Um, and I know that sounds like a lot, but honestly, it is career changing. It is life changing. Um, I'm really excited about it, um, and it's going to be worth a lot. So if it wasn't worth anything, I wouldn't charge anything. But it's it's worth a lot. Um, so I'm really excited about it. Expect that to come out later this summer or early fall. Um, still working on dates. We got Dustin here. Hey, Dustin, what's up? Hopefully, hopefully you're doing well. Um, glad to see you. We have Robert Robinson here. Hey, every long time no see. He was on my show earlier when I interviewed Scott Taylor for the Data Career Podcast. And yes, Robert, you are correct that I used all the battery during Scott's interview. Um, so now my camera, my nice camera's out of batteries. I'm on my, my back up here. Um, looks like we got some sweet questions. Um, here's one from... Uh, is it Janiel? Hopefully that's how I say that name. Hi, Avery from Michigan here. Go Michigan. I like Michigan. How would you relate data science to automation? Play automation, machine automation, etc. Okay, good question because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things going on in, in terms of, I'll call it, I guess what you call it in corporate world, the digital transformation, right? We're, we're hopefully getting more into a digital world and that involves a lot of things. Some of those things are analytics. Some of those things are automation. Um, to me, automation is just making uh, computer decisions or decisions without a human there. And I think those are often very, very, very data related. Um, often there's data science behind those. If you if you look at something like a robot, right? A robot is, is automation in some ways. Um, it's, you know, computers that are programmed to take certain actions based on certain inputs. And that's really what data science is. So behind every automation, I would say there's some data science there. Um, if we look specifically at plant automation, um, you know, that's what I basically did at ExxonMobil. ExxonMobil has, you know, what is it? Maybe a dozen uh, plants and refineries inside of the United States. Um, the goal of ExxonMobil is to make the most money possible with the staying within the constraints of government regulations and physical limits as well, right? But it's basically a giant optimization problem. And you're basically trying to make the best choices you possibly can to make the most money you can within the constraints. Um, and in order to do that, you can actually turn it into a big math problem that a computer can solve. Um, and that's, that's data science. That's what I did at ExxonMobil is basically create a math problem out of the plant operation, the refinery operation that you could basically optimize to make the most money possible. And in order to do that, 
you don't want humans to make the choice because we as humans don't, we're not good at math. We don't know what's best. We think we know what's best, but we don't always know what's best. But via data science and computation, you can actually figure out what is best and make those decisions automatically. So I really think that data science and automation go hand in hand. Usually automation, you're making a change based off of a couple inputs. There's some sort of decision trigger in there, and that could be data science. That could be really simple. So for instance, if we just go into like recycling, you know, you can use like an IR infrared uh, camera to basically tell the difference between plastics. And you might say, if the plastic is HGPE, move it to the left. If it's LDPE, move it to the right. That's a pretty simple you know, decision. It's just you're using technology, a sensor to basically say, is this type A or type B? Based off as type A or type B, do something different with it. It could be something a lot more complicated. You could be taking in the weather, the temperature, uh, what time of day it is, who's on shift, a bunch of different things, and put it into an ANN, an artificial neural net. And the neural net actually makes the decision for you about whether we should push that to the left or to the right. So that middleman that's making the decision, it can be really simple, A or B, or it can be really complicated where it's taking in a hundred different things and making decision that is best for our plant. So there's a million ways that data science can be involved in that process, but I really think the data science and automation go hand in hand. That was a great question, Janelle. Thank you for that question. For everyone else just joining, if you wanna ask me a question, now's your chance. You can ask me about data science. You can ask me uh, about LinkedIn, personal branding. You can ask about my new course, Data Career Jumpstart. Ask about the podcast, Data Career Podcast. You can ask how to get started in data science, what you should learn technically. You could ask me specific questions, whatever you want. You can ask me during the Ask Avery show, which typically is Tuesday night, Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Um, yes, of course, Janelle. I'm glad that answered your question. Um, what automation course is best regarding data science if there is? That's a question here from Muhammad. The best automation course. I'm sorry. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, Muhammad. I don't know. I'll have to think about that and get back to you. Um, I don't know any automation data science courses. Uh, I would say that the best data science course out there is going to be Data Career Jumpstart, my course coming out this fall. <laughs> uh, not, not biased or anything. Okay, I see Robert got, has a good question. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to go to this LinkedIn user right here, though, and answer this one first, and then I'll go to you, Robert. Um, LinkedIn user, sorry, I can't see who you are, but thank you so much for the question. I'm trying to start my career in data analytics. Good. Uh, you can consider me a junior in the field. That's okay. We all, are, we all start somewhere. What and how should I prepare myself for interviews, and how can I get an interview? Thanks a lot. Looking forward to a great session. Okay, so let's start with how can I get an interview? Basically, there's a couple of different ways that you can get a job. One is by randomly applying online, okay? That is the hardest way to get an interview because you are one fish among a lot of fishes. It's very hard to stand out. Your resume maybe is never seen. Um, for instance, I posted a job on LinkedIn. I got 400 applicants that applied. I probably looked at in-depth 30 of them. So a tenth of them I've actually looked at just because it's so hard to look at each person individually. So that's the first way you get a job interview is re are applying randomly online. 
The second way is to do it through networking. And that is much more easily successful, a lot higher hiring rates, a lot better experience. So use your network. Talk to people in your network. You know, see if your friends, if they were their work, if they're hiring. Um, see if you can post on LinkedIn and say who's hiring. See if you can find someone on LinkedIn who's hiring. Send them a direct message and try to actually have a conversation with someone. It's always, always, always easier when you actually know the person or you can talk to the person face to face some, somehow. That's always going to be a lot easier to, to get the interview. Um, in order to get interviews, however, you do need to be interesting, okay? You need to have a really good resume. Um, your resume has to stand out. Um, my resume is actually, you know how most resumes are a white background? My resume is actually a black background because I want to stand out. I want to stick out. I want to be interesting. I want, if, you, if I handed you 100 resumes, you know, physical resumes, here you go. I want mine to stand out. So that's one thing I do to make mine stand out is I actually make it black. Okay. Also, once they look at your resume, it has to be impressive and it has to be interesting and it has to be effective. I think one of the best ways to do that is by having a personal portfolio online. Um, having an, an online portfolio with a bunch of projects and a bunch of examples of problems you've solved in the past really shows that you're really smart. You can do what you say you can do. It proves your worth very, very, very well. Um, so I really recommend having an online portfolio. And I actually, we do that in Data Career Jumpstart. So Data Career Jumpstart, the course I'm making is only based on projects. No homework. Um, there's lectures, but they're all based on the projects. Um, there's going to be nine projects that you do. And each time you make a project, the first thing we do in the course is make an online portfolio that you can post to. So you'll have an online portfolio. After each time you finish a project, you'll post it onto your portfolio. That portfolio will be front and center on your LinkedIn, front and center on your resume. It's your go-to proof. It's basically the evidence that you're awesome and you'd make a great employee. Um, so that's what you can do to be effective once you're in an interview. Um, another thing he says, how can I prepare myself for the interviews? Um, so of course, having a good resume, having good uh, online portfolio is really important. But when it comes to, it also depends on the interviews. Some interviews are more technical. So for instance, if you're interviewing for like Facebook or Netflix, they're going to have a tech, technical section where you're going to be taking some sort of technical quiz that's going to be based off of SQL or Python. Um, there's a bunch of websites that you can prep. You can just type in data science interview uh, problem prep. And there's a bunch of websites that'll give you example problems that you can try to solve and try to get a feel because that you have to do well on those technical questions, okay? On the non-technical questions, when they're more just like asking you questions, you wanna keep in mind the STAR method, okay? Always answer STAR. So let's see if I can get it. It's situation, task, action, result. Every time you get asked a question, so for instance, tell me a time of when you demonstrated leadership. That could be an example question. You would answer with the STAR method, the situation in which you showed leadership, the task you were tasked with, what were you asked to do, what action did you take, and what result did that bring? If you stick to the STAR method when answering interview questions, it makes you really impressive because you're basically telling stories and stories are memorable and we love stories as humans. So, you know, show, show me a time. What is your most technical, what's the most difficult technical task you've ever completed? Oh, well in 10th grade, uh, my teacher asked me to do this project where I had to figure out the heating coefficient of a cooling fan. Um, 
So that's that's the situation, and that's what you're tasked with too. Um, so what I did is I ran a couple experiments. I ran 10 experiments where I took the new salt number for each one of these experiments, and I found the average, and that allowed me to find the, the heating coefficient of these cooling fans. That's the action you took, right, to test the experiments. And the result is I found the new salt or the heating coefficient, and that will allow other engineers to implement that in homes so homes can stay warm. I made that example up. It's not the best example, but you get the idea. You, you say the situation, the task, the action you took, and the result it bring. That is what makes a good interviewee, and that will make you very uh, desirable as a candidate in these interviews. That's going to make you more hireable and more likely to get that job. So hopefully that, that answers your question. Um, I'm stoked for you, LinkedIn user, for starting your career in data analytics. I think you're going to do awesome. Um, let me know if I can help in any way. I run these sessions every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. I have the Data Career Podcast where all of these go and I do interviews with other people. and I do tips on the Data Career Podcast. Just check out Data Career Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, you can check out datacareerjumpstart.com, which is going to be my course. Basically, my crash course for everything I know, I'm going to teach you how to pattern your career exactly like mine to get the results that I did so you guys can be making six figures and working remotely and having the career of your dreams. That is my goal, and to do so at a low cost. So datacareerjumpstart.com. Okay, that was a lot of, a lot of talking. And I don't know if you can tell, I'm kind of losing my voice. Um, <laughs> done a lot of talking today. Okay, great. Any other questions, feel free to ask me about how to start your career in data, LinkedIn, how to post on LinkedIn, when to post on LinkedIn, how to build a personal brand. Any questions, go ahead and ask them in the comments below. I'm going to take a question from Robert here. He said, how was the mission trip? So for those who don't know, uh, the last two and a half weeks, I actually, I didn't work. <laughs> I took them off. That's one of the, the nice perks of owning your own business is you just have a little bit more flexibility in your schedule. So um, I got asked to be a, an adult like chaperone on a youth humanitarian trip. I had about 18 hours of notice and I was on a flight to the Dominican Republic to chaperone this, this youth group. And uh, it was awesome, wonderful experience. Uh, definitely something I'm adding to my life resume. I'll always remember some of the moments and the memories that I had from that trip. Great experience. Uh, awesome people I got to meet in the Dominican Republic. The locals were, were truly awesome, and we love spending time with them. I uh, love speaking Spanish. Um, anyone speak Spanish? If you speak Spanish and you're watching, uh, add something to the comments, say hello. Um, I can speak Spanish, but my accent is really, really bad, super bad, um, but I can kind of speak Spanish. So it was fun to speak Spanish. Um, uh, we got to build a school or at least build part of a school. They'll, they'll keep building it the rest of the summer and, and finish. But we got a decent amount done with the foundation and the walls. Um, and it was awesome to just spend the time with these teenagers, learn from them, learn of their love. They all became really good friends and loved each other. When we, when we said goodbye in the airport, they all cried because they had made these lifelong best friends. They didn't know each other before the trip. They were from all over the United States, Nevada, Idaho, California, Texas, Arizona, Florida, all over um, Mississippi, uh, and they left as best friends, which was which was really cool. Um, I had a great time. I learned a lot about my life. I had a lot of once in a lifetime opportunities. I swam in this beautiful waterfall because uh, we do we do 
out of the 17 days, we do about uh, 12 of them hard work. Um, and then we spend the the other, or maybe maybe 10 of them hard work, four of them fun, and then three of them traveling. Um, so I had some awesome river rafting, awesome rappelling down a huge waterfall. Um, just helps with my bravery and my spontaneity. Um, you got to push it. In order to grow, you have to be outside your, your comfort zone. And I definitely was. So thank you for the question, Robert. I had a great time. Can't wait to do some more humanitarian work. Um, I really want to go to Africa next year. That's that's my goal. It's expensive though. So saving up to go to Africa. Okay. Got some more questions here. Um, LinkedIn user, glad that was useful. And yes, check out the podcast. Um, thank you for your comment. I really appreciate the question. Um, okay. We got a question here from Muhammad and Jose. Um, all right. I'm going to take Jose's first. Jose, what's the best way to create and share your portfolio of projects to build your brand? This is a great question. And this is what I built Data Career Jumpstart around completely. Data Career Jumpstart, literally, I almost called it. So in, in the program, I, I go by four Ps, okay? Four Ps. That is the main part of the program, the four Ps. What are they? Personal, practical, project, portfolio. That is my philosophy, the 4P philosophy. And that is how I made my career in data science was through personal, practical project portfolio. Okay. So the best way to do it, Jose, is just to start. Okay. What's something that interests, interests you, Jose? What's something that is important to you in your life that you care about? You know, maybe it's how you spend money. Maybe it's how much you sleep each night. Maybe it's how... Um, Maybe it's how many miles you run a week. These are things I care about, so I don't know if you care about them, Jose. Maybe you love sports. Maybe you're really into sports or or maybe you're really into, I don't know, religious things. Maybe you're really into the Quran or the Bible or something like that. Pick something you're really interested in and find some data with it, okay? So, for instance, if we take you know personal finance, you can use an app like Mint that will track all of your spending, Okay, so you're going to collect data or find data online on something you're interested in, and you're going to do a project on it. Okay, um, you're gonna you're gonna create a, a project, and, and maybe you already have projects. I'm rereading your question now. What's the best way to create and share your portfolio? So maybe you're talking. Maybe you have projects, and you're talking about the portfolio. In Data Career Jumpstart, we we talk about this. I just recorded the lectures for this uh, just recently. Um, so basically, uh, you need to make it. Interesting and easy to access. Those are the two biggest things. Um, that's all that really matters. So there's different ways you can do that, but I think having a, a dedicated website to your portfolio is probably the best way to do it. You can do that through two different ways in my mind easily, because that's all you also want it to be easy. You don't want it to be too complicated. So you can use a drag and drop website builder like Squarespace, Wix, WordPress, a um, couple others, cards, stuff like that and make a website there, um, buy a custom domain. For instance, mine is averyjsmith.com. That's where you can find my portfolio. Hook it up to your website, post you know, once every other week, once a month, um, a project that you've done, put it on there, put it on your resume and put projects on your resume and have a hyperlink back to your online portfolio so they can go see your code, go read your, your, your analysis, on the website, actually get a feel for the project. You know, maybe you have a slide deck online, maybe you have a written report, you know, PDF 
online. Maybe you have a blog post online that explains it, but just make it so they can actually go see some of your actual work. You know, if you think about it, it's so funny because we hire people mostly based off of their resumes. What is a resume? It's a one page piece of paper that people can make up. It's a one page piece of paper that doesn't mean anything, you know, Um, but you can't make up an online portfolio. You can't make up projects. This is physical evidence, tangible evidence of work you've done in the past. Say this is a project I had in the past, maybe at work, maybe at school, maybe for fun. Like I talked about doing about your hobby. Say this is, this is, I love doing, I love soccer. So I found some data on soccer and I came up with this analysis and here are my results about soccer. And it gives you something to talk about with employers, with your peers, with people. It just helps build your brand. So, you know, start a website, start a WordPress, whatever. Um, I use GitHub Pages for mine, which is a little bit more complicated, but gives you a little bit more flexibility, a little more more coding centric. Um, I like GitHub Pages a lot. In Data Career Jumpstart, I teach people how to start uh, portfolios at either a Squarespace type thing or a GitHub Pages. And of course, during the project, during the course, we do nine projects to add to your portfolio. So by the time you're done with the course, you know, you have a three by three grid of all your of all your projects that you have in your portfolio. Okay, Jose, did I answer your question? Any other follow-ups to that? Let me know. In the meantime, I'm gonna run here to uh, Muhammad, who asks, what is your impression of online internships as compared to physical internships as an employer? Um, well, Muhammad, I am done with working in person. I am done. I'll never do it again um, unless I really, 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 really love the job and I really, really, really love the people. Um, but I don't see it happening, to be honest, at least at least full time. You know, maybe three days a week in the office, sure. Um, but nothing rigid, nothing permanent. I'll never do it again. Um, so I love working remotely. So that's, I'm, I'm kind of biased to this question. I love working remotely. I have a dog. Um, I was like, oh, wait, I haven't seen her. But I just remembered that my friend took her on a hike. Um, so I was like, oh, crap, that's scary. Um, okay, but yeah, I love spending time with my dog every day. My wife doesn't work on Wednesdays, so I love being at home with her. Um, I love working remotely. I'm an introvert, actually, at heart, so I don't really necessarily feed off of people being around me. I love having a fridge close by. I love not having to commute. I love everything about working remotely. Um, I do think you do lose some things, right, Mohammed? Um, you do lose, especially as an intern, I think you lose some things because one part of the internship, a big part of the internship is just getting to know culture, getting to know people, um, getting to know the process. So that can be really hard if you're doing online. You just don't like bump into people randomly like you would at the office. So I think I think that's pretty hard. But I think it's really nice. It opens up a lot of doors. Um, right now, I'm actually an intern. <laughs> I'm an intern for an NBA team, the Utah Jazz. Um, and it's awesome because otherwise I'd have to do meetings in like Salt Lake City, which is like an hour's drive away from me. So I don't get the benefit of being like inside of the Jazz offices, you know, bumping into different people inside of the organization, making my face and my name known as much. So I think that's a downside, but I don't have to commute. I get to work from home and I love that. Um, so I think, I think there's a trade-off between online and physical internships. I do think the future is online. So I think we just have to get used to it and learn how to get better at it. Um, there's actually a company in Utah 
that a couple of people, a couple of friends, including Matt Sharp on LinkedIn work for called MX. It's a fintech company. And they actually bought all of their employees Oculus VR headsets. And so sometimes they have meetings and like hangout sessions in VR. So you can kind of see people's faces and like kind of run into them and bump into them. I think that's pretty innovative, kind of weird, but but pretty innovative. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Um, so I love online internships. I definitely think, or I love online working. I think online internships are a little harder. I think when I hire people, it'll mostly be online. And it just opens up the door to so many more opportunities. Because in the past, you like for instance, I'm a chemical engineer, okay? I, I did my undergraduate at the University of Utah. There's not many chemical engineering jobs and internships in Utah. But if I can do an online internship, that opens up my field to so many more um, opportunities versus present, just being physically present. So there's goods, there's bads. I'm a fan. I think they're here to stay. I am an online intern. I will hire online interns on online jobs, remote work. I'm a big fan, if you can tell. So thanks for your question, Muhammad. Glad that helped. Glad I helped you, Jose. Let me know if you have any follow-ups. Um, definitely, if you're interested, check out datacareerjumpstart.com. Sign up for uh, notifications when the course is live. Definitely want to check that out. All right. We've been going 30 minutes. Any other questions? Last call for questions. I know we got Derek here. Derek, what's good? Avery, been way too long. Stupid job, been keeping me busy. Well, hey, I'm, I'm glad you're busy at work, I think, right? Better than being bored at work. Um, but glad glad to see you, man. Been missing you. Hope you're doing well. Hope you and your family are doing well. I heard it was stormy down there in Texas today. Hope you guys are well and blessed. Miss you, man. Hope you're doing good. Um, okay. Any last minute questions? Questions? Yes, Muhammad, of course. You're always welcome for the answer. Thank you for the question. I appreciate it. Last minute questions on personal brand, running, stocks. Dominican Republic, work, being your own business, freelancing, uh, LinkedIn, data science, data engineering, data analytics, data viz. Any last questions? I'll give you guys a couple seconds here. Okay. Oh, Derek has a LinkedIn question. Um, do you feel like LinkedIn is starting to feel more and more like Facebook recently? That's a good question, Derek. To be honest, I'm not on Facebook very often. So I don't necessarily, like, I don't really scroll through Facebook, so I don't necessarily know what Facebook looks like recently. And I guess part of that was just because I hated it. Um, I really hate um, political debates, to be honest. I'm, obviously, I think politics are important, but I'm not super interested in them. Um, I have a hard time with people that can't see both sides of the aisle. Um, I'm, I'm pretty independent. And so... I, I just don't really like people that say my way or the highway. Um, and Facebook's a lot of that, especially with politics. Um, have I seen LinkedIn getting more political? No, I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Um, the polls are really hot right now. And I've been doing a lot of polls. Um, that might be a little bit more Facebooky. Like, for instance, today I did a orders of operations poll quiz that I probably would have seen on Facebook, you know, two years ago. So maybe in that case... Um, that's true. Oh, also, uh, yeah, I guess Derek says an intentional algorithm manipulation. I mean, polls are so hot right now. Uh, people will do dumb polls just so it gets seen by a lot of people. 
but I'm okay with it. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm doing it. I have done pulls. I, I had a pull today and I did a pull yesterday. Um, they drive discussion though. They, they really drive discussion that people are interested in opinions. Um, so I'm a fan of polls. Um, he does say it's a little bit uh, more clickbaity. I think that's true. Um, any sort of social media, any sort of marketing, you need to be sometimes outrageous to to get the eyeballs right. Money is where the eyeballs are. So in order to get eyeballs, you have to you have to be interesting and often outlandish, outrageous things are are interesting. Um, now that like my whole livelihood kind of depends on on me marketing myself and marketing my brand, I think I've gotten a little bit more okay with it, which maybe I'm desensitized to it. Uh, obviously, you never want clickbait. You never want lies. You never want exaggeration. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think what I've seen recently. I just hope I just hope people, you know, they stay true to themselves, and they they focus on bringing people value. You know, when I post on LinkedIn, I sometimes I don't, but most of the time I'm trying to bring value. Okay, so like for instance, today people are really enjoying the. Uh, the math quizzes, the weekly math quizzes I've been doing, they're not really informative necessarily, but they're fun. They're kind of brain stimulating, reminding, nostalgia. Um, but I hope when people post on LinkedIn, they say, what value can I bring my neighbor today? How can I help them? And if, and if we keep doing that on LinkedIn, LinkedIn's going to stay great, uh, I think. Um, okay, this is the last question I'm going to take because I'm losing my voice. Um, I still need to read 10 pages in a book today run a half hour and go to a little little uh, neighborhood concert thing that I'm, I'm going to. All right, I got, I got two more. I got another question from Jose I'm gonna answer too. All right, regarding freelancing, what type of data science gigs can pay more? I see people go posting gigs for cheap. <sighs> what pays more? Wow, if you are a good data engineer, that pays great. And that's high in demand, lots of jobs. If you have cloud computing skills, you're set. You don't have to worry too much about, about anything. If you're a good data engineer, or if you want to get good at something, get good at cloud computing, data engineering, big data, Spark, Hive, uh, that type of thing. You never have to worry. Um, I, I, I think people charge different amounts, um, but most of the time, low quality or lower pay jobs get lower quality jobs. I charge a lot because I bring a lot of value. You know what I'm saying? So like I talked about earlier with Data Career Jumpstart, if it was a crap course, I'd, I'd sell it for $100. You know, if it wasn't worth anything, $100, $10, whatever, $30, $50. But I, I know there's a lot of value and I, I'm putting tons of value into this course. I know it's going to help a lot of people. So I charge a lot. So I think that's true of, of gigs. I mean, people, people can hire cheap, but they're going to get cheap work. So, all right. Last question here from Jose. What are your thoughts on unpaid internships, assuming the intern is interested in learning? Jose, you have opened up a can of worms with me. I am very passionate about this topic. Uh, I posted about it on my story the other day. Maybe some of you guys saw it. I saw a post on LinkedIn that said unpaid internships should be made illegal. Um, and I 100% disagree. I'm an unpaid intern right now. I made six figures. I made over 100 grand last year. And I'm an unpaid intern right now because I want to learn. I think if anyone signs up for an unpaid internship, they're getting something out of it. You wouldn't sign up for it unless you were. Okay. So 
if you don't have experience. So when I was a freshman in college, I was an unpaid intern for three months. I didn't have any experience. I couldn't get a job. No one, no one should have hired me. I was, I didn't know anything. I was useless. And someone, you know, hired me as an unpaid intern and that gave me experience. And then I got a job that was $12 an hour. And then I got a job that was $15 an hour. And then I got a job that was $17 an hour. And then I got a job that was $42 an hour. And then I got a job that was $50 an hour. And then I got a job that was $100 an hour. And everything started for free. Everything started for free. But it was worth it. I got experience. It led me to the next step, which led me to the next step, which led me to the next step. Um, And so I'm a big fan. I've hired unpaid interns. They did it for a school project. They got the school project out of it and learned a ton from me. And they got a job because they had this on their resume. They're like, oh, you work for Snow Data Science? That's pretty cool. And they're using their, their skills they learned from my internship with them at their job. So they're a better employee now, you know? So I'm very passionate. I think unpaid interns, I don't think they should be every time, you know? I was a paid intern at times. I've done paid internships as well. Um, but sometimes you have no experience and or or it's a huge reach. Right now, I'm interning for the Utah Jazz. I I want to. I love basketball. It'd be my dream to be a data scientist for an NBA team. Dream, dream job. But it's hard to get in because everyone wants to do it, and I'm getting my foot in the door by working for free. That's okay. I'm getting something out of it. Now, the flip side is, and someone commented this on my comment, that only privileged people can afford to work for free, and it's hard because I I come from a pretty privileged background, acknowledgeably. I'm a white male. I live in the United States. Um, my parents, you know, I wasn't super poor growing up. They had an, always had enough. They had food on dinner plate. I went to a good school. Um, so I, I recognize privilege is real. And I, you know, I've had privileges in my life. Um, but I think the privilege card gets played overplayed a little bit too much um, because it's not just my privilege that got me there. You know, my parents didn't pay for school. You know, my parents didn't pay for my housing. I paid for it. I figured it out. I lived dirt cheap for those three months. I didn't get paid and it all worked out. Um, So it's kind of hard because I didn't have to pay for my brothers and sisters. I didn't have a kid I needed to pay for. Um, You know, I overall, I had a pretty good background. So I can't, I can't say that too much about unpaid internships, but I definitely think there's a time and a place for unpaid internships. Albeit, I, I think there's a time and a place for paid internships. I think most internships should be paid. If you have experience, then I think you should you should get paid. If you don't have any experience, if you're like a freshman in college and you don't know what's going on at all, or or if you're making a big reach like I am with with the NBA and the Utah Jazz, if you're getting experience, then you're getting experience, and that that's not that's not unpaid. You're getting paid, just not in currency, in experience, in networking, in relationships. Nothing's unpaid. Maybe monetarily. But you're getting you're getting something out of the internship, guaranteed something. That's my rant. I'll get off my pedestal. Um, thank you guys. Thank you, Mohammed. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Jose. Uh, thank you, LinkedIn user. Thank you, Janiel, for some of these fun questions. Thank you, Robert. Uh, appreciate you guys. Um, we did 40 minutes on the Ask Avery Show today. Um, reminders, reminders. If you missed the Ask Avery Show or you missed any interviews I do, you can always check them out data career podcast. Um, Hey, I've been posting more on YouTube recently. Go check out my YouTube, Avery Smith, data scientist on YouTube. Um, Sign up for notifications for my bootcamp. That's really project and portfolio based. That'll be coming out later this summer. It's going to be all things data science bootcamp. 
You can find it at data, or datacareerjumpstart.com. Um, as always, I appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome. Please, please, please let me know if there's anything I can ever do for you guys. Please let me know. Send me a DM. Um, I'm still catching up on DMs since I was gone two and a half weeks and didn't have access really. Um, so still catching up on those, so be patient with me. But I appreciate all you guys. Um, hope you guys have a good day or a good night wherever you are, and we'll catch you guys on the flippity flop. See you guys. With that, the podcast episode is over. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you are enjoying this podcast, please give us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. And also send it to someone else, a coworker, a friend, a family member that is interested in data or interested in, in career building. That would be greatly appreciated. As always, if you haven't checked it out, please go to data jumpstart.com. This is my new course that I'm launching and aim to help data or help professionals transfer their careers into data careers. It's going to be an awesome course, data science bootcamp, very comprehensive at a fraction of the cost of a master's degree or regular data science bootcamp. So I'm really excited about this project. Uh, go check it out, datacareerjumpstart.com and send it to someone that you think might be interested in having a data career. Until the next episode, guys, see you later. Bye-bye.